You're listening to Elk Point Baptist Church. Subscribe to our podcast to hear every sermon and like us on Facebook by searching Elk Point Baptist Church, located in Elk Point, South Dakota. How's it going, everybody? Thank you guys so much for making us part of your night tonight and being a part of the Elk Point Baptist Church live stream. My name is Michael Moose, and I will be giving the message this evening. And today's message can be found in the book of Ruth, Ruth chapter 1. Ruth chapter 1. And the book of Ruth is an awesome book in the Bible, one of my favorites by far. It's a great love story about this Gentile widow named Ruth who basically had nothing going for her. She was a hopeless individual. Her husband died. She's now living in a new town where she doesn't know anybody. The only person that she does know is her mother-in-law, who's also a widow. The people in Bethlehem don't really want her because she's a Gentile. She has no money, no suitors, and basically nothing going for her at all. She was a hopeless case and a hopeless cause. That was until she met her kinsman redeemer in Boaz. And once she met him, she experienced love, grace, and redemption in her life. And it's just a great love story between those two. A great love story between Ruth and Boaz, Ruth and her kinsman redeemer. And actually the book of Ruth is a great picture of us in Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ and his love for the church. Because before I got saved, man, I was a hopeless individual. I was lost, didn't have anybody to call my own. I was on my way to hell. But then one day, my kinsman redeemer came, scooped me up, put me on that solid rock, and I experienced love, grace, and redemption in my life. And it's just a great parallel between those two. Jesus Christ and his love for us, and Boaz and his love for Ruth. And now I don't have time to get into all of that this evening. We're going to look at the book of Ruth in a more practical sense, but I highly recommend you study that because there's some awesome stuff there. But in this story, in the book of Ruth, the theme that I see is decisions and choices. You know, you see the love, you see the grace, you see the redemption, but all of that happened because of decisions that shaped the life of this individual in Ruth. And many different times in this story, we see individuals who made a choice that shaped their entire life, some for good and some for bad. We have one person in this story that chose God and experienced blessing, but then the other chose man and experienced cursing. And that's the same way with us. We make decisions that shape our destiny each and every day because we are the sum total of our decisions. We can choose to serve God or we can choose to serve man, but those decisions will shape our destiny. And we're going to look at those two individuals this evening and how it applies to us and the, the choices that they made. And we see that all throughout uh, chapters 1 and 2 and the first two verses of Ruth chapter 1. Notice, first of all, the principle of willing choice in the first two verses. Look what the Bible says there. The Bible says, Now it came to pass in the days when the judges ruled that there was a famine in the lands. And a certain man of Bethlehem, Judah, went to sojourn in the country of Moab, he and his wife and his two sons. And the name of the man was Elimelech, and the name of his wife Naomi, and the name of his two sons, Malon and Chilion, Ephrathites of Bethlehem, Judah. And they came into the country of Moab and continued there. So the story begins in the book of Ruth with a famine that had taken over Bethlehem, a famine in Canaan's lands. And the Bible says because of this famine, it caused a family led by Elimelech to flee Bethlehem, to flee the house of bread, and to go to Moab. Now Moab was not a good place to live at all. It was a place of wickedness, sinfulness, and awful, wicked, terrible people. Not a place that God would want his chosen people to live. In fact, Moab stands for the world and the world standards. It's a picture of that. So what Elimelech was doing was he was fleeing God's place to go to the world, to go to 
man. And now that was not the will of God at all. It was God's will for him to stay in Canaan's lands. Because a lot of times the Lord would bring famines into their path to get them to look to him. Or, or famines in a nation. And that's what we see right here. The book of Judges, or the book of Ruth begins in the time of the Judges. Where there was no king in Israel and everyone did that which was right in his own eyes. So during this time, Bethlehem was kind of a, a wicked place, and God brought a famine to chasten them and to get them to look to him and to repent of their ways. So it was not God's will for Elimelech to leave, but Elimelech to get right with the Lord in Bethlehem. But what Elimelech did was he took the easy way out, and he fleed Canaan's lands to go to Moab. He fled for Moab. And now even though it wasn't the Lord's will for him to do that, God allowed it to happen. And that's the same way with us. We are free to choose. We are free to choose what we want to do. God gives us free will because God's a gentleman and doesn't force us to follow him, doesn't force us to choose his ways. And that's what happened with Elimelech. Elimelech was free to choose and he chose his way and not God's way. Now we are free to choose and we see that there, but we need to remember we are not free to choose the consequences of our choice. We've got free will. We can choose to do our way and not God's way, but there's going to be consequences to the choices that we make. It's kind of like this. If I decide to jump out of a 12-story building, I have every right to do that, but I'm going to fall and I'm going to get hurt. There's going to be consequences for me jumping out of that building. And that's the same way with the choices that we make. We are going to face consequences in our life. And that's what happened with Elimelech. Elimelech was free to choose, yes, but he chose cursing and he experienced the consequences of his choice. And that brings us to our second point, the problems of a wrong choice. Elimelech made the wrong decision and he faced some problems in his life. A bad decision led to a bad conclusion. Now why on earth would Elimelech want to flee God's will in the first place? Want to flee to go to Moab, this wicked, terrible place? Well, we see three reasons why. Number one, he walked by sight and not by faith. All he could see was that there was no bread in Bethlehem, there was no bread in the house of bread, and he looked over to Moab and saw that there was bread. So he was walking by sight and not by faith. If he had faith, he would have known and he would have believed that God would provide the food that he needed. But he walked by sight and not by faith. Not only that, he majored on the physical and not the spiritual. He was going off of his feelings and his belly was hungry. He wanted to eat. He wasn't focusing on the spiritual. If he would have been, he would have used this as a time to get right with the Lord, to humble himself, to, to kneel down and pray. And, and if he would have looked at it on a spiritual sense, he would have believed that God would provide. Because the Bible talks about this time and time again, that he will provide for your needs. We see that in Psalm 37, verse 3. Trust in the Lord and do good. So shalt thou dwell in the lands, and verily thou shalt be fed. If he would have trusted in the Lord and done good, he would have been fed in Canaan's lands in the house of bread. But he majored on the physical and not the spiritual. And the number three, we see that he honored the enemy of the Lord. Now, even though he probably didn't realize he was doing it, the fact that he decided to look to Moab in the first place proves to the fact that he was honoring the enemy of the Lord. He was looking towards the wicked world and not to God. He was honoring the enemy. And now Moab is a picture of the enemy always. They, 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 they honored the false idols of Chemosh and Baal. They've always been the enemy to Bethlehem and God's people. So I don't even know why Elimelech would even think to decide to look to Moab. But he was honoring the enemy. And we do the, that exact same thing. Our actions point to the fact that we are honoring 
the enemy as well. The things that we look at, the things that we listen to, and the things that we say, that's us honoring the enemy of the Lord if we are doing anything in the world's standards in the world's eyes. You see, that's what happened with Elimelech. And the worst part about it is the name Elimelech actually means my God is king. But when he looked to Moab, he was making himself a king. And therefore, it caused him to flee for Moab. For Moab. But him fleeing brought consequences into his life. That brings us to our second point, the consequences of Elimelech's decision. Now, the reason why he decided to flee Bethlehem to go to Moab was to live. But we see here in verses 3 through 5 that it brought death. Look at those verses, if you would. The Bible says, And Elimelech, Naomi's husband, died, and she was left, and her two sons. And they took them, wives of the women of Moab, the name of the one was Orpah, and the name of the other Ruth, and they dwelled there about ten years. And Malon and Chilion died, also both of them, and the women was left of her two sons and her husband. So Elimelech fleeing from Moab didn't cause him to live. It caused him to die, and it brought his two sons with him. And now nowhere in the Bible do we see that Elimelech was planning on staying in Moab for the long haul. No, he was just planning on going to Moab in the midst of the famine, and then once it got better in Canaan's land, he was going to mosey his way on back to Bethlehem and live happily ever after. But that's not the case. He died, his two sons died, and it brought poverty and distress in their life. And that's the same way with us. We may think that we can enjoy sin for a season. We can go into the world for a little bit. Hey, in the midst of this quarantine, man, we can, we can live life our own way. We don't have to come to church. We don't have to read our Bible. But those things will cause us to fall. We got to remember, this is exactly what happened with Elimelech. I like what T.E. Williams said. He said this, Sin will take you farther than you want to go, keep you longer than you want to stay, and cost you more than you want to pay. That's exactly what happened with Elimelech and his family. It brought death and it brought distress in his life. And now he left his wife alone and poverty-stricken with two daughter-in-laws. That was not Elimelech's decision or in Elimelech's will whatsoever, but the choices that he make, made brought those consequences. You see, Elimelech decided to choose man over God, and it brought death. But we need to remember now, we aren't reading the book of Elimelech. No, we're reading the book of Ruth right now. Elimelech made a de bad decision, yes, but we don't hear of him after around verse 2. No, we hear about this one woman, this Gentile widow, who made a choice to serve God, and God moved in a mighty way in her life. That brings us to our third point, the power of a wise choice. Ruth made the decision that shaped her destiny, and we see that in verses 16 and 17. You see, after this time, the two sons are dead, and Elimelech is dead, and so Naomi decides to go back home, back to Canaan's lands, back to Bethlehem. And she encourages her two daughter-in-laws to stay in Moab, which is pretty sad. It's not the Lord's will for them to stay in Moab whatsoever, but she's encouraging them to stay. And Orpah kisses Naomi and goes on back to Moab. But what Ruth does was Ruth made a decision that will shape her entire life. She chose to serve God. Look at verse 16. I love this. The Bible says, And Ruth said, Entreat me not to leave thee, or to return from following after thee. For whither thou goest, I will go, and where thou lodgest, I will lodge. Thy people shall be my people, and I like this, thy God shall be my God. Thy God, my God. You see, Ruth decided to make a decision to choose the God of Israel in that moment. In that moment, you want to know what Ruth believes? Ruth believes that God had a plan for her life. 
Ruth believed that God can still use her and move in a mighty way in her life. She believed that God had a plan and she made the right decision. And as soon as she did that, God's plan took effect. As soon as he, she made the decision to serve God. And she got all that God had in store for her because she chose him. We see the decision of destiny there. And I'm here to tell you right now that God has a plan for your life as well. Now, some of you believe right now that God doesn't have a plan, that, that, that you're too far gone. You, you've sinned too much. You've messed up and God's given up on you. But I'm here to tell you that that's not the case. God still has a mighty, awesome, wonderful plan for your life. And God still wants to use you. Ruth was a hopeless case and a hopeless cause. She was a Gentile widow, had no money, nothing going for her at all. And when God saw her, she saw that he saw that God could still move in a mighty way in her life. When God looked down and saw Ruth, man, she saw Ruth, the, the, the great woman that we know over her today. I'm telling you, God still has a plan for your life. And God did far more than she ever imagined. God did exceeding abundantly above all that Ruth thought or think. And I th thought or thunk. I'm trying to get that right. I'm here to tell you, though, the Lord's got a plan for your life. And Ruth experienced God's plan to the fullest because she didn't just believe that God had a plan, but she followed God's plan. And we see she did that for two reasons. Now, a lot of us, we all believe that God has a plan for our life. We all believe that God can move in a mighty way in our life. Maybe if you've been coming to church by any uh, length of time, you know that. My youth know it. I say it every single week that God has a plan for your life. But the majority of Christians, we believe that God has a plan for our life, but we, we pull in a lemelite. And after a while, we start doing our own, our own thing. We go our own way. We go into the world and we miss out on God's blessings and God's plan for our life. But Ruth experienced God's plan to the fullest because, number one, she desired the supernatural. She desired the supernatural. You see, Ruth thought that there had to be more to life than Moab. Ruth thought that there had to be more than life than the world and the life that she once lived, the sin that she was in. And so she desired God. And she says right there, thy God shall be my God. She longed to know the God of Israel. And it was personal to her. That's what we see in verse 16. She says, thy God shall be my God. It was personal to her. She longed to know him in that way. And I'm here to tell you right now, you and I, we can and we should long to know Jesus Christ in that way. We can know him on a personal and a powerful level, amen. The Bible says that we can have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, the creator of the universe, the creator of the world, the God that knows the number of hairs on your head. We can have a personal relationship with him. The Bible says that he's a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. And we should desire to know him in that way, to read this Bible, to walk with him and talk with him. We need to desire the supernatural to see God's plan take effect into our life. And that's what happened with Ruth. It was personal to her. She desired the supernatural and God moved in a mighty way because of that. Not only that, number two, we see she determined to serve. And that's why God's plan took effect. Look over in Ruth chapter 2, if you would. All right, so after this time, they're just getting to Bethlehem after the, the three-day journey from Moab to Bethlehem. It, it's a tough situation, a, a tough time, and she doesn't know anybody in Bethlehem. The only person that she does know is her mother-in-law, Naomi. And when Naomi gets there, she says, call me Mara because I'm bitter. I'm depressed, I'm bitter. She was down, and she didn't want anybody to talk to. She didn't want to talk to Ruth or, or anything like that. She was depressed at the time. 
You want to know what Ruth did in that situation? Ruth decided to work for the Lord. She didn't get down or have a pity party, and that's something that we tend to do, right? If the person that we can talk to, the only person that we got, can talk to is depressed, we tend to get depressed as well. We tend to, tend to get down and have a pity party. We, we don't want to work for the Lord. We don't want to serve him. But Ruth did the exact opposite. The circumstances weren't on Ruth's side, but she desired to serve the Lord. She desired to work. Look at verse 2, if you would, of Ruth chapter 2. The Bible says, And Ruth the Moabitess said unto Naomi, Let me now go to the fields and glean ears of corn after him, in whose sight I shall find grace. And she said unto her, Go, my daughter. You see, Ruth had no one on her side and nothing going for her, but she went and gleaned for the Lord. She went to work for the Lord. In spite of her circumstances, she gleaned. And that's something that we don't do. We fall. This quarantine, I can guarantee you, there's a lot of people who are down, soaking, having a pity party and getting down, and they aren't working for the Lord. They aren't serving. A lot of them haven't been in this Bible this entire quarantine and this entire time. But that's something that we need to recognize, and we need to determine to serve the Lord, to get God's plan for our life. She decided to work for God. She went to work for the Lord. She went to glean instead of gloom. She went to work instead of weep, and she went to live instead of lay. And I'm telling you right now, a lot of us are getting down and depressed, and we're just waiting this, for this to be over, and we're not serving the Lord, we're not working, and that's not God's plan for your life. We need to get up and work for the Lord. And I know a lot of people are affected by this, and I think some of the people that are most affected are the kids right now. A lot of them can't go to graduation, they're out of school, and it's a tough situation. For sure. And I can think of this one particular young lady that's in our youth that uh, my wife decided to take to Chick-fil-A the other day. And I praise the Lord for my wife. And uh, she took her to Chick-fil-A and was just talking with her a little bit and uh, fellowshipping. And um, this, this lady said, um, you know, it, it's tough right now. I can't see my friends like I used to. I can't go to school. I'm just kind of home all day. But I've made the most of it. Me and the Lord have gotten really close during this time. I've been reading my Bible more. I've been, I've been praying to him and listening to messages. And me and him, we've just gotten a lot, a lot closer today. You want to know what that lady was doing? She was gleaning for the Lord. She was working for him. She was determined to serve. And I'm telling you, that's God's plan for your life. A lot of you guys are missing out on God's blessings right now. That lady right now, that girl, she's got joy right now in the midst of the quarantine because she's gleaning for the Lord. And that's something that we need to do as well. We need to determine to serve God no matter what. In spite of our circumstances, in spite of the trials that we're going through, in spite of everyone else who might have given up on God, we need to stand up and serve. We need to fight in the midst of the famine. And that's what Ruth did. And Ruth was dedicated to serve. And you want to know what happened? <laughs> After she was dedicated to serve and she went up and gleaned for the Lord, she met her Boaz. Look at verse 3, if you would. The Bible says, And she went and came and gleaned in the fields after the reapers, and her hap was to light on a part of the field belonging unto Boaz, who was the kindred of Elimelech. Her hap. That's where we get the term, it just so happens. So basically, while she was working for the Lord and gleaning the field, it just so happens that she came across the fields of her kinsman redeemer, the only person that could redeem her and give her the love, grace, and redemption that she longed to have. It just so happened to her. But I'm here to tell you, God had a plan. It was God's plan for her to get up, work, and serve, and come across the field 
and meet her kinsman redeemer and live happily ever after, amen. And I'm here to tell you that it wasn't her just coming to Bethlehem that brought Boaz into pass. It was as she was gleaning in the field, she happened on Boaz's field. A lot of you guys are missing out on God's plan because you're not working for the Lord. But God has a plan. And because she gleaned, she happened to find grace. She happens to find God. And I'm here to tell you right now, a lot of us, if you've been saved for any length of time, you can look back in your life and say that there were some times where I just so happened to experience this or just so happened to experience that. But God had an almighty plan from start to finish. There were some times I couldn't have planned it. There were some times I couldn't have perfected it. There were some times I wouldn't have preserved it, but I was just doing the best that I knew how. I got up and served the Lord, and because of that, I ran into my hap, amen. And I'm telling you, right now if you've been saved for any length of time you've experienced some haps in your life that have brought you to where you are today and some of you need to start getting happy about your haps amen hey praise the lord for the day that i just so happened to walk into elk point baptist church and i just so happened to meet my beautiful wife han and haley and i just so happened to fall in love with her and she just so happened to fall in love with me and i just so happened to have a love for the and had a desire to preach and she just so happened to have a love for the youth ministry and a desire to be a preacher's wife amen hey hey it just so happened to me but it didn't just so happen to God God had an almighty plan but it takes getting up and serving the Lord you see she desired the supernatural she determined to serve and she ran into her hap she ran into her kinsman redeemer you see Ruth experienced blessing because she chose God but the choice is up to us. 